Episode six. (laughs) (laughs) Time's just flying by. Flying by. It's like we do these once a week now. It's crazy. Um, It really is is a little weird. Hi, Sean. (laughs) Hi, Dion. (laughs) How are you? I am um, I'm okay. A little, you know, at loose. Like, I'm, I don't know. Uh, You're loose? I've been in a hurry <laughs> for the last, like, three hours. Oh, that's the worst. You know, so it's kind of hard to, like, ooh, now I'm going to sit here. Now we're going to be mellow uh, and talk. Um, yeah, we're just going to talk. About the UD2s. Oh. Got some. Uh, <laughs> is that your nickname or is that what they call it? No, I, no, no. I just made that up. Oh, okay. I think it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just like, what are we going to call these guys? Atlanta United Two, and like trying to do the. I, I hate doing the the two monikers because you can't do a scoreline with them. Yeah, because it's you can't say Atlanta United Two, two. Nil. <laughs> you know, it's just what. So the UD twos, um, we got. We're gonna the, the UD twos. We're gonna yeah. talk about the drubbing. We're gonna talk uh, Birmingham and not not the snooty suburb. Birmingham, but yeah. the the Alabama version. And then yeah, um, we got Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. And then we got Open Cup. Um, I don't. We haven't. Have we recorded since that draw happened? I don't think we did. No. no. So hey, no, we're playing. Draw was on Friday. We're playing the crew. In case you haven't heard, yep, kind of a big deal. Tuesday night, uh, a week from yesterday, um, um, at Keyworth, seven thirty. Tickets are available right now. Go buy them because they're selling quickly. Um, this is our first competitive match against an MLS team, so in our history. Strap in, folks. Um, <laughs> and you know, um, yeah. I don't, do we want to talk about that now, or we we got that later? I mean, maybe we save the best for last i guess okay yeah yeah let's let's i mean we'll we'll uh we'll come back to it but i mean we'll, we'll the get crew jam are, on that too jam will, i'm sure yeah. jam will have opinions on that so the crew are a um you know an mls original side um they are not like some somebody that's been added since the billionaires came on board um they were one of the original ones they and the original like soccer specific stadium which they've since abandoned a heritage team um um, yeah, so, you know, them coming up here, um, is a big deal, and I think it's probably going to be uh, a good match, they are a good side, um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it, we'll get to it, we got, we, I think, I think you and I are, are on, op, like, opposite ends of the spectrum on that match, too, so that will be a fun conversation for later, um, so, we got USL news, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Some games happened. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we, right. Um, I do want to say that I'm, I'm the the USL website still. Uh, I, I just want, I'm going to complain about this until it changes. <laughs> Win loss tie does not make sense for soccer. The three point thing, the zero point thing, and then the one point thing. Why? No, <laughs> there's a reason it goes win draw loss because that's the way it works in soccer. You are a soccer league, you fuckos. You're not an American football league. This only makes sense when ties are just something that almost never happens. In baseball, in American football, it makes sense. Okay, but you don't need to adopt every North American tradition to feel like you're American. Like, wrap yourself in the flag and then write, win, draw, loss. (laughs) And then we'll we'll be good. Cope harder, USL. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so like it just doesn't make sense. And like I, I it drives me crazy every time I look at this because it like you you have to like yeah, what, create create a little like I wanna you know, know what, algorithm. What spurred this it, ranch? <laughs> looking at the standings. <laughs> the table. I have the same the table. Yeah, all it takes all it takes is me looking at the table and I'm I'm immediately like, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, every time. So, so so yeah, in our show notes right now, uh Sean Sean put a little uh, cute little screenshot. Sorry. No, we're good. No, this is my I, I I've got two minutes at a time for rants, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so that was two minutes. You got your two minutes on that. We you're gonna get uh. we'll get, you know, two minutes on the clock. Okay, next speaker, two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I remain the rest of my time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so where are we at in the table, Sean? Uh, Detroit City are fifth, Woo! above the in the playoff places Woo-hoo! right now with uh, eight points from five matches, um, one point ahead of the Miami FC and Loudoun United and Memphis Nine Hundred One, and one point behind Tulsa and Tampa Bay. Um, We're one point then, behind Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Rowdies. The Tampa Bay, yeah, they they lost last weekend actually. That to, was the one of to their to, yeah to the Miami FC. Wow, um, that old Florida Derby. Yep, uh, it was it was crazy. Uh, Pittsburgh won a crazy match. They're I mean they continued to play very well. They beat Tulsa uh, on the road four to three. Um, Indy 11 managed to beat Rio Grande Valley, who are just really bad, I guess. That was an expected um, win for Indy, right? Yeah, a good win for Indy, and, and Indy just signed the very best player in USL. They need um, it. So, they need it. Yeah, so, Solomon Asante is like a real difference maker. I saw that and it was like... Oh. He was at Phoenix um, or, uh, last year, right? Yeah, last two years. He was the MVP the last two years. Yeah, I did see some of their supporters oh. on Twitter... Or maybe it was Discord. It was whatever social media. There's fucking too much social media. Wherever I saw it, the some Phoenix supporters were saying um, that towards the end of last season, he really trailed off, though. So Yeah, he is older. I mean, um, uh, you know, maybe that's why he kind of didn't come in until the fifth, sixth match, you know, so that... <laughs> to kind of save his legs, you know, like, okay, I'll just take the beginning of the season off. See how I feel, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, he's definitely been, uh, you a know, I think still. they're, he's a good addition. They were they were loudly unhappy when it was announced he wasn't returning. So I wonder if there isn't some of that, you know, like, look at those grapes up there. Scorned, I know they're sour. Scorned, scorned um, lover situation. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, so we got, yeah, yeah, next. San Diego, Charleston's terrible. Charleston's continues terrible, to be terrible. terrible. Um, and, uh, yeah, San Diego thumped them four to one, uh, Louisville is first place. Uh, they're undefeated. They've won four. They've lost none and they've tied two. Undefeated. Yes, a lot of points, 14 points already early in the season. Yeah. That's a lot. 14 points on the board at three, six matches. That's whoo there. That's a, that's somebody needs to beat them. And then, uh, and then finally, uh, the last match of the weekend was the team we're playing this week, uh, Birmingham, uh, beating Hartford two to one. And we play Hartford uh, after Birmingham in the league too. So this was a preview yeah. kind of for both teams for us. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that game... and a largely, a largely encouraging one. <laughs> it was, if you're a DCFC fan, go ahead and if you want to take a nap, uh, for almost the entire second half, turn on that game. Um, it was ugly, yeah. uggo. Um, it was, yeah. Like just 
you know, you, you want to say that teams are nullifying each other, but it's really more just like it's like they were inspiring each other to greater and greater heights of terribleness, <laughs> you know? They're like, oh, watch this, you know, like they're just straight out of bounds, you know, like, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, that's I wow. It was it was it was a <laughs> battle just, they, to see who could fuck up less and who oh. the the winner of that game made one less mistake than the other team. Yeah, it was it was not not So good. we'll get into that uh kind of later in the episode after we bring Jam on because we're gonna talk supporters, we're gonna talk Right all of Sorry, the developments no. with them. Your nose is itching the green. No, you're good. Live T V folks. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, my nose is itching so badly. It's like, I just got to make sure I'm not... Uh, So, the UD2s and away to Kennesaw, Georgia. Right? That's how you pronounce that. Kennesaw. Kennesaw, exactly. Um, Hour, hour and a half outside of Chattanooga. Looked like a nice stadium for the practice team. it wasn't, yeah, it didn't look bad. Um, the The field seemed nice, um, except for the fact that, was there, like, did it rain before the match, or did they just overwater I the, think they, the pitch? I think they overwatered it big time, because it was like a slip and slide party yeah. out there for the first like half hour of the match. Well, like, you know, the whole time, like, like, after the first 15 minutes, I'm desperately trying to get catch any glimpse of like the are there clouds like it seems like it the weather doesn't seem rainy but there's so much water on this pitch um like you know it was there were a couple a couple of places in the channels where it was throwing up rooster tails when you pass the ball so that like <laughs> that it, i mean since we're talking about it already let's let's talk about it and i i brought this up in bad news people i typed up some of the show notes this week so it's going to be all over the place um <laughs> but um, we should have had way more goals in the first half. I think by like the at the end of the half, I counted that it really should have been like five nothing, and I think it was two nothing. Um, and so we just had a really hard time per usual in that final third in that match. I feel like, and, and it I it mean, could have been because it was wet. Like to be honest, I I feel like we. Don't uh, we haven't quite? We've started to synchronize our runs and and our attacking movements a lot better. Um, so instead of instead of as soon as we get into the attacking zone, the very next pass is the one that we blow. Like that's kind of how it was early on. We wouldn't even we wouldn't even get to a place where we're we're able to create a chance because we kind of shit the bed as soon as we enter the attacking third. Like you know whatever we would try wouldn't come off. Um, now it's not going that way, you know. Um, we are the the synchronization is coming around, but we just aren't finishing very well. Um, yeah, and uh, and I think we are we are still extremely cautious in this league. You know, I think that we like in the Atlanta match. I felt like we it took us really about half an hour to to feel like okay we are we are in control of this match like you know mm-hmm. we like you know we were we were able to do things to them um but we were still kind of operating from a base of cautiousness it seemed to me that we were you know we really we know that we are shorthanded 
and that we need to kind of keep our powder dry and try to try to make them show their cards before we make any decisions. Do you um, think that's like match planning that that's their goal? Or do you think that's the way that these players are choosing to play? No, I think that's, I think it's probably coming from up top Trav and from yeah. the coaching staff. I think that they're kind of like, listen, you know, we want to make sure we aren't trailing, you know, halfway after a quarter of the match. Um, so they kind of assess and, you know, you'll see lots of conversations, you know, like, like, you know, one of the things I would encourage people who are watching a match to pay attention to, like if you, if you haven't seen a lot of live soccer in your life, like watch the conversations that happen, like in the moments right after a play. Um, you and that because that what's happening in those moments is is our guys are working it out, you know they're kind of like eh, okay there's there's not much space here this thing isn't quite working let's let's modify it this way and they'll just kind of make those decisions like you know Brad and Maxie or you know Maxie and and Reese or Stevie and and Devin or whatever you know you'll have like a little little powwow where they're like they'll kind of work something out and then they usually slightly change the way they're playing something. Um, and uh, so I, I think it's coming from the coaches, but then what happens is that as we have those conversations, we start to really get our claws into the game, you know. Um, and, you know, once we did that against Atlanta, it really just turned into men against boys yeah. um, to me. So, yeah, like there yeah were... we had, what, four goals, right? So Right, four goals, um, you know, we had one um, from Steve, twentieth, twenty third minute, right? Like, <laughs> right. Of, and of course it was, of course it was Steve, and of course he was wearing white boots. I have to say that for Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really um, Steve. Really, like, like that was a good finish. You know, no, it didn't look like a center back finish. No, he. he Power you know? fucked that ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Devin, Devin headed it down sharply, yeah. you know, so it's coming, at, it's coming at pace and Stevie just picked it clean, like just volleyed it clean. Like, like just, all in a day's you know, work. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Bam. Um, One nil. And then so second goal, who'd we have? Hopuno, right? Yeah. Antoine. And that was, Antoine. that was the build up play that. That was the, that was the one that I featured in the match story where I talked about how, in the moment, before, like leading up to that, was when Reese um, and the Mejia kid from Atlanta, like both went for the ball, and Reese just bodied him to the floor, like kind of effortlessly, <laughs> and then and then and then you know took all the time in the world to like perfectly size up a, a cross because there was because Mejia is still laying on the ground, like um, so yeah, I mean it was it really that was kind of the man against men against boys moment, yeah, and I felt like after that we really. You know, that was we went to a period where we were really taking it to them like like you would in a pickup game. Yeah. Like we're, we were kind of we were pressing them a lot harder and, and keeping the ball a lot higher. Uh, we weren't doing that kind of mid midfield possession where the, the center backs set up 10, 10 yards behind the midfield stripe. They were we were pressing them right up into into possession and into the, their half, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, created a lot of half chances, um, but you know, we're not—we don't have anybody that finishes like in a crowd. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
we don't have one of those instinctive finishers on the roster. Um, so as soon as it gets crowded in the area, to me, it's like we're probably not going to, you know, we, we almost have to, like, pull it back out and, like, try to draw them back. Like, okay, let's <laughs> let's let's do the approaching part again. See if something let's changes. Just, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's just try that again. Like, oh, oh well, yeah, we got you all the way against the wall. I, but, I, uh, like, I tweeted it, like, live live watching the game but i i said uh defenders are the new strikers for this city team like yeah like set pieces and tall boys like that's what we got <laughs> well but then like as soon as you say that like antoine got the goal yeah um, the and, then, and then pato <laughs> and, then like, and then pato got got a goal on, on really um a play that was that like looked kind of busted the first time i yeah, watched it yeah. it looked like he was fucking up no but it but was then i realized <laughs> I've realized I've seen him do that at practice. He practices that thing where he he's running on the ball and he kind of he does this touch where he kind of kills it. It's like he almost like kind of kills its momentum and then he runs ahead of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it looks it looks like he's like, oh, what happened? I I lost the ball. But the, he knows exactly where it is. Like he he just kind of waits for it to come along. So he's faking and faking and faking. Is like, he, so like is he a, trying to like pull like a jump the keeper shooter. out of position and like yeah the keeper well, I mean the keeper was like it was like down yeah, it was like, like trying to like oh 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 yeah <laughs> yeah so I mean he like he got the keeper to commit and then and then was able to just finish Pat because the keeper's like Jesus what the fuck like when are you gonna shoot you know you can see the look on his face was like oh cute like the keeper was really looked irritated <laughs> yeah he's like fuck. <laughs> Um, like wow! But yeah, I know, noticed that too. It almost looked like, like you said, when I first watched it, um, I was like, "Wow, like that." <laughs> but yeah. and I saw people, I saw people, I think live tweeting also, and they're like, "Oh man, like he almost fucked that up." But like you said, it's if it's something he trains, and that's he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I've, I've just, I just, I just realized, like I've seen him do it before, and I've kind of thought, oh, "I wonder if he means to do that." And like I kind of, it was like in, you know, at that yeah, moment, yeah, I realized, yeah. like, <laughs> the, 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 oh, the two he, oh. neurons connected of the memory. Yeah. like oh, <laughs> ding, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. Okay, that's something he's trying to do. So, um, you know, I think that we, you know, if we'd won this match seven nil, it wouldn't have been like unjust <laughs> you yeah, know i i agree I mean, we really... like really that's i mean five nil at the half and i do so i do think and i put this in the notes and i'm going to ask you this because this is what i think and you tell me if i'm right or wrong but did the players take their foot off the gas in the second half because to me I it mean, seemed like they did and i i would i would say no they managed their fitness <laughs> in the second half. And that's a perfectly acceptable answer and, and reasoning given the circumstances. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, they, like the guys look around the locker room and they're not like, we don't have like three mannequins that are pretend roster players. Like we know, they know, they can see like, whoop, this is not a full bench. Um, and so, you know, it's only rational to realize like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make sure I, <laughs> yeah. I don't get hurt. And I don't really, you know, I'm going to kind of keep as much gas in the tank as possible, which is part of why, like, I think um, Michael got the fourth goal. Yeah. It's because he was, he's full of running and like fully, <laughs> he's like, I don't need to save shit. Like, you know, um, and it was a good finish. Like, you know, he was, they, they oh, yeah. well, we, we did, we did the thing where we keep the ball on the left, like all the way down yeah. and Atlanta United just, their entire team was on that half of the pitch. 
so we switched it to Michael, and he was able to finish from like 19 yards. Like you know, he was just, just like back post. He was just like having a picnic out there too. Like yeah, it was just wide the fuck open, and it was yeah, like, hey, yeah. uh, anyone want to get no? I guess it's, you're losing already. Right, like guess. it doesn't. It's yeah, fine. whatever. So three nil, four nil. Does it really matter? Can, so I do want to get to listener question because we had something that um, specifically I think we can pertain to um, something we wanted to talk about, uh, which is our defense. And yeah. so uh, James Davidson asked, "Just how good is our defense? Does having the same backline and keeper?" mostly make a big difference um, because I mean, I think you put this in the notes, but um, this is the second match in a row where city gave up zero shots on goal. Right. So yeah, Nate, Nate hasn't made a save <laughs> since the, since the Memphis match, <laughs> which is like, that's, yeah, that's great. I mean, okay. So yeah. stars are not good. Atlanta, like I gotta, I gotta like, Set the reality check here. These are that we should be <laughs> largely shutting down, but like no shots on goal. And, you know. Um, so how good and, is you know, our defense? I mean, James wants to is, know. I, I, how good is it? I mean, I think I think we're, they're very good. Um, I think it is enormously important that um, three of the four worked together all last year and two of them for years and years before that, I think that is massively important um, on that end of the pitch, especially like that kind of cohesion is uh, hard, is impossible to replicate. And it's at the heart of defensive football is, you know, knowing what your partner is going to cover and knowing what you've got to cover or whatever. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not something we've seen anything like in as Detroit city supporters, really, you know, we kind of reload every year um, up until Trevor came yeah, in. Say 2019. Um, so this is a new experience yeah. for us. Um, but I mean, this is the way it is in the rest of the world. It's, it's generally considered like bad juju. If you're constantly changing defenders, um, you know, like, Typically, defenders are the guys who you stay with a little longer on their contract. Like, you know, they'll maybe be declining, but the perception is that even a defender who's starting to decline slightly physically, if they're experienced, a starter, that you're going to lose so much out of the cohesion um, by trying to replace them that you either need someone who's a massive, massive upgrade physically or you just just leave it alone. Just like wait till that guy falls apart, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why defenders play until they're like thirty-five. I was say, yeah. Uh, Geriatric defenders are <laughs> right. You know, yeah. They they got like arthritic knees and and all that stuff. You know, cartilage free captain um, at Tottenham, and uh, the you know. But if you can if you can think ahead of the game, you can play defense. And um, when you get groups that are able to think together. Um, it's not that's not the kind of thing that you typically can just swap someone in and, and replicate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's why you don't see a whole lot of rotation back there. Yep. You know, you're probably it, like it, unless one of them, unless one of those four guys is hurt, you're probably going to see those names in the lineup every single match. It's going to be, you know, the first four names will be Steinwasher, Amu Mensa, Carol, Lewis. Um, yeah, so. get the classics right there. Play only, only classics. 
Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did want to. I didn't put this in the show notes, but I did want to talk about discipline. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Because and um, and I'm going to tie it into another listener question slash fellow podcaster question. Um, they got two red cards stupidly. Um, yeah. one was a um dissent and it was it was confirmed via the usl <laughs> end of the week report uh that it was like foul language towards the referee and it was yeah. i forgot the name of the player uh but he basically was just complaining about a no call on a it was, it was the mejia kid wasn't yeah it? i think it was wasn't it mejia, I think it was mejia yeah um yeah well like he I mean, he had a complaint about the penalty. Uh, he, he, it, he was going down. I, <laughs> you know, yeah, but like Devin didn't play it super well, like kind of turned a little bit into him. And so like necessarily is kind of colliding with him in a way that you could say like, okay, you're just blocking his run, you know? Hey. And the kid did like, as soon as he saw Devin turn the wrong way, he just flung himself on the ref ground. Made like, the Aha! Ref made the call. Got to yeah. go fight with yeah. the refs. <laughs> at the same time like refs take it away right and like you know um like we we understand that um these are young guys you know um but the the concern is that um you know there was no leader on the field telling that guy to like i mean he's a he's up like there, we're we've gone down and scored since. Yeah, then. it was like three, like, four right? minutes he, after the fact. Right, he he gets knocked down. He thinks there's a there's a there should be a penalty. He's complaining, complaining. We work the ball up to the other end. I think that's maybe when Michael scores. Mm-hmm. That is, yep. Um, and so we're we're ready for the ensuing kickoff. That kid has run down the field not to defend Michael Bryant who just scored. No, no, no. He ran on the field as far as the official and then berated him all the way back to um, to the center circle. And you could see in the in the uh, in the game film, you can see him like pointing at the officials taller than him. Um, (laughs) And he's he's pointing at the officials face. Like, you know, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> you know, whatever it was. I don't know what he's whatever saying. Whatever it was. Whatever he's saying, he's saying, it's, it, you know, and you can see the officials just like, <laughs> all right, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, you know, it's clearly magic word territory. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that, that, so, not to dwell on this too long, but the next one uh, was the 86 minute, and it was a horror tackle on, oh my God. on Donwell, right? Like, right. and that was Prince. That did that. Yeah. Yeah. The dude had been in for five minutes. Yeah. I got subbed in the 81st. Yeah. Straight two footed Brad, like down four nil, you know, three minutes left in the match. (laughs) What the fuck, bro? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was really, yeah. And so, I mean, when these kids come back, 
to keywords. Which, you know, yeah. So they are so they are never ever ever going to face a hostile terror like that Red, team. Atlanta United two is never going to face anything as hostile as Keyworth Stadium ever again because they're about to vanish into MLX Next Pro, Red, where there yeah. won't be any fans or anyone giving a shit. Red asks. So I think we really. Red asked, "How do you imagine the experience of?" baby Atlanta United at the key is going to be. So yeah, how do you how do you feel about yeah. that? <laughs> I mean, I think they are certainly going to be assaulted by smoke, darkness and smell. <laughs> it's at minimum. Um, that's the start. Yeah. That's the start. I mean, you know, they're gonna hear a lot of magic words. And Mr <laughs> Mr. Mejia will get some like creative uh, like, you know, notes. <laughs> On on the next time for future words, yeah, exactly. Yeah, next time you feel like you you know you've had enough, you're down four nil, and you just want to get red carded and go have a shower. Um. <laughs> so you you mentioned you just mentioned to um, MLS Next Pro whatever bullshit minor league soccer, um, and what happens next year when they leave? Gus Macker asked, uh, "Do you know if the UD two players are a part of the players union?" And if our, he, he assumes when uh, UD2s go to MLS Next Pro, um, a lot of the guys, are they going to become free agents or are they going to still be a part of that system? I don't. Yeah, I don't okay. know anything about I'm, that. I'm going to say that I don't know. Yeah. But then I'm going to also say that MLS is designed from the ground up and has been designed from the ground up to control the amount being paid to the players. Okay, that's the that is the structure of the league, um, and the way they do that is long contracts that the club controls. So I am guessing that there there's nobody they're going to get rid of that they don't want to. I'm guessing they've signed these kids to one of those like three plus one plus one deals, where it's like you know it's a three year contract at minimum wage or whatever, and then two years at, at, of club options. So effectively a five year contract. Wow. Um, and <clears throat> that's kind of their like standard doohickey. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I, I would like to imagine that, that we're going to have a, I think the, the market for players is going to be a lot tighter in the future. And that's, that's on purpose. MLS is running this league to put player pressure on usl like that's what that's its, its purpose it's, it's, soccer, <laughs> it's soccer wars so you know i think it's gonna we're gonna continue to have like the kind of problems we're having this year um until until we have a lot of payroll and can just afford to just fucking pay guys to come in dish it out yeah <clears throat> um any last thoughts on dcfc versus the ud2s do you have a takeaway something that people may not have noticed i mean the the thing for me is i think this is the first time usl has like i I think it's interesting to watch the usl watchers and the official usl accounts like take on city like very quickly <laughs> turn like like we always knew you had it in you bro you know um because like the, you know we just came out and, and just kicked the shit out of them and really we would have won that 10 times out of 10 and um and i think that you know like they the opinions in the in the 
you know, ether have <laughs> gone from like, well, you know, they're trying hard. They're going to be scrappers to, okay, yeah, they're hard out to like, oh, okay, well, this is not a bad, these guys are hard to score against for sure. To now like, oh, okay, that they're actually pretty good. You know, they're like, and I mean, you know, um, Nisa All Stars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, you don't see it. The only time you see Nisa All Stars mentioned is by us now. Yeah, oh yeah. We're like, ha ha, <laughs> eat it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, um, and, and... I would, I would say that, like, I don't like if you're if you're a person who cares at all what takes are going to come back at you. I would say maybe five matches into the season isn't time to like hang on the rim after you're done. You know, like. <laughs> You know, like, uh, let's get to July. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, yeah, we've we've looked good so far. And, and I think that what I took away from this match is like, okay, they're, they're going to have a hard time playing this down now. Like, yeah. You know, all right. Yep. And shout out to Jackie, who, who mentioned that uh, this afternoon. Um, she said, can we all laugh about the veteran Detroit city and the, oh my God. they're performing as well as we knew they would messaging. Oh my God. Out oh, did the... she seriously? Oh my God. Dude, I, I... In, the, in the, the Atlanta game and like in other games where they're, cause like we're on, um, ESPN, uh, Desportes this week or this week. Okay. And so like everyone's covering like, Oh, we're going to be on here. And then like catch this game, you know, on Friday night. And so they're like all the commentators across the league for all these different teams are just like pretending like they never doubted <laughs> DCFC. And it's just, they're like, you know, it's, they're a great story. Yeah. And it turns out they can play some football too. It's so bad. Oh. And so like, yeah, that like Jackie's <laughs> observation, we, we were watching some games on uh, Saturday night and Sunday and like, Monday and Tuesday, because um, there's just so many games to watch. But, <laughs> but yeah, the messaging coming out of the league and from the commentators across the league is just like it's asinine, dude. It, and she says, <laughs> she says we're like four weeks into this thing, and the backtracking is unreal, <laughs> which. It, it, it is. Yeah, it's like no, it's it like I mean, fucking. I, yeah. We got receipts, people. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah. I guess I'm just going to reiterate Jackie's point. Though. No, like so, it's just that it was, was great. You guys are on the same that. page, and it's like it's it's yeah, noticeable. I just, yeah, I just like looking through Twitter and and um, uh, you know, yeah, the the things from the league. Um, I I think that like here's the difficulty for me is that I think USL like they're so delighted to have our kind of vigorousness finally you know. people who care <laughs> right and like and the way like and then and then you know they got they got a little taste of like that nisa craziness with the george statement and like you know oh my god like oh it's like man you don't even know you don't, we just did a whole year of that fucking know we've been doing this for like yeah. a decade <laughs> right? so um but you know i i still think that there is they do love to uh, there's a massive disconnect between how much they love our vigor and their the the things they're asking us to do on match day that are the things that produce that vigor like i think that you know i think there is likely to be 
a massive diminution in that kind of excited state if we're if we're just like turning into another diminution like, is is you know is a commerce ball thousand dollar word um dimin like diminishing <laughs> like is that i i don't know that word <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like it's going to you know it, it's not going to it's going to decrescendo it's going to go quieter and quieter and quieter um you know the more that people like here's the thing we've always had some rules yeah we've always had some boundaries like you know like this idea that that like old northern guard was like you know i wrote that this is where family friendly entertainment like you know got curb stomped yeah, or whatever to die. left to die um, on the curb or something yeah <laughs> right but that is metaphor we don't act we didn't actually curb stomp anybody okay um, those are just like, you know, words. <laughs> and the the thing that the thing that is a little frustrating is that it feels like um, we are having to answer for our metaphors in a in a in a real physical way. Um, and like, I want to caution USL people who are doubtless listening to this. You can fuck this up, okay? This is not durable, permanent. This is not a thing you can just like drill into like a fucking oil field and pump us that pump like passion out of. Like, you know, the more you meddle, the less you're gonna get out of this. Um, you know, it's like making um, biscuits. Hang on, you can't, hang on. Hang you can't on, keep Tom. fucking I'm with like it. losing. Fold it over. Fold it over. Cut it. You know, like, come on. Um, so, I don't know. That's kind of a sidetrack thing. But I mean, no, it's something on. that, it, like, is weighing on me <laughs> that, you know, we're just kind of, like, the, the USL is just steadily Hang on, Sean. Going I'm, like, losing. their playbook with that. Hold on, Sean. I'm losing oh. um, signal for some reason. <laughs> Chad uh... says <laughs> George Chunkai DDOS <laughs> This is the league stepping in <laughs> yeah, Damn it I think we're back I think we're good They got to me Yeah we just, we just dropped about 5500 frames And lost internet For a little bit The man is coming for us um, I think we're back though So we're good um, Yeah so no and Let's pick it up at day crescendo. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I was just once like, you know, as I apparently am going to do every uh, episode of this, I was making the uh, the point that um, that um, this this desire for conformity and commodification um, is uh, is penny wise and pound foolish um and is a is a classic short term over long term play and i would think that if you business fucks in the fucking building should like look at the longer term here and think about how you're gonna how are you gonna beat mls because that's where you're headed you got a decade or so before they're gonna stomp you out yep so um like are you gonna do it by like being like them just exactly like them but like 
maybe with a different ownership dynamic slightly you really you really think that tinkering around the edges is how you're going to defeat that like the billionaire monster that you're up against like that has like the ear of congress and shit (laughs) it doesn't work like that people yeah i mean okay it's fine i guess you know you you, perhaps you've been somewhere you you grew up in the 50s and you've just time traveled here and you've missed the entire like the way that the world has become like five fucking corporations all all like incestuously (laughs) passing each other money but you know uh, uh, you know i think that in the current environment um like you know you're going to need to be disruptive and or disrupt this and 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 um, let the disruptors be disruptive i mean just you know <laughs> yeah these, these people these people like lionize di- disruption until something gets disrupted and then they're like oh my god what is happening i feel so insecure like what why <laughs> Like somebody they, called you. This is what you they, wanted. They said that <laughs> somebody called you and said strangers on the television are using swear words, and there. And I said, "Are you watching Netflix or? <laughs> oh, oh, a soccer match. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> all right. I guess we probably need to get on that. So no, and like, man, chat chat is going off too. It's great. Um, <laughs> but like, it's just so. It's very, very frustrating when we've been doing this longer than the current iteration of this league has been around, right? Right. And so we know, we know what the fuck we're doing. We know. We know. We know. Like, we kind of know. We kind of know. Like, let us do it. Just let us do it. And, like, and just my overall, like, frustration is that. Once like it, it would really be encouraging if there were any instances where in the modern world where someone with power, like actually perceived that non-monetary stakeholders might have something of value. (laughs) What? And and like and we just say just just say like hey you know while we are relentlessly taking your money. What is there something else we could do to make this cooler for you? Like, <laughs> really? Do you do you really think that like the problem that you're about to have is marketing us? Are you serious? That's why you brought us here. You know what? Like you, were you brought buying. us here for the marketing. Yeah, you know what you were bringing in. Like it, we made it really clear and obvious, <laughs> like what this is about. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's crazy. I, 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 we'll know, have the same I, conversation I, I, next week, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I, I just <laughs> let's bring Jamie on. Yeah, let's. God, we're gonna go to a break. We'll be back in. Uh, Jackie said, "Don't act like you don't want us to be the bad guys." <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll we'll see you see you folks in a couple minutes. Uh, we'll be back. Jim Jam! Hello, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> How Sorry. are you, Jim? <laughs> Sean's doing well, as you can see. <laughs> Everything is good. I'm drinking my Snoop Dogg wine as voted on wow. by Twitter. What's it called? Is it just called Snoop Dogg wine? Or has it got a sweet name? I wish. 
Cali uh, Mask. It's kind of a boring name. I was expecting something better. <laughs> something something more something more isol or is you know something like that but uh ooh, new sign what new sign read, fuck read your sign fuck every that's basically what it says read your sign for the for the people that are watching with their ears on the podcast and can't see it watching with their ears <laughs> yes watching with their ears what's it say Right, today's sign. Fuck USSF, fuck Ohio, and I mean, USL too. Everyone, <laughs> you're <Yeah>. right. <laughs> yeah, basically. USL it was supposed to be also like fuck USL, but I didn't have any more K's in Ooh. my letter package. Someone so. get damn more K's with her, yeah, some we need more to, letters. Need more letters. Yeah, we need to, need to measure those letters and get get some backup stat. More, more K's. K's more fucks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're stuck at two fucks. A two fucks schematic? That's never going to work. It's not going to work. Right? <laughs> it's not going to work. Um, Jim, do you have any thoughts on UD2? Like, we'll, we'll go back. Like, what's there to say? <laughs> I mean, not many. It's pretty much what I expected. No one gives a shit about two teams. They have the worst attendance in the league besides the teams that don't have fans allowed. And I thought they might maybe score one, but yeah, well. Happen. Yeah, even even talented yeah. children, it turns out, are still children. And, you know, adults typically can outcompete children. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole thing is basically what okay. I expected. Absolutely. So uh we got a match coming up in two days right two days Not three days two days i'm bright as hell oh my god two days. um two days who we got we got birmingham right birmingham birmingham nice uh <laughs> so i just before we before we dive into this um sean put together some show notes he he was busy the last thing that he put on was quote fucking Juan Agudelo, which I assumed in the way that I interpreted it that that it was the last thing on there, and the only thing that he put for Birmingham uh, City was that he has half an hour of content to talk about. Juan I, I, I I did not intend to imply. Okay, I, no, I want to say that I probably could just you know go on Juan Agadello for, oh, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> two minutes. You got two minutes, Sean. But um, that was not my intention. I just I just ran out of time and thought, oh, I'm going to come back to this. And then, you know, I texted you at five or whatever. It's like, I can't get back to it. <laughs> you know, um, so, so, yeah, I, you know, Juan Agadello, like. So, so um, for the folks at home, why are we talking about Juan Agadello? Right, Juan Agudelo is uh, a Colombian-American striker whom the uh, Birmingham, what are the Legion? Yeah, you put City, but it's Legion. <laughs> Birmingham City Legion. They have a cool um, nickname, actually. Yeah. Jam, do you know their nickname? Um, No, but I know where they got their actual name. Okay. Um, you share yours first, and then I'll share mine. And then we'll go to Sean. So. Birmingham Legion was named after Legion Field, which is another historic field. However, they don't fucking play at that field. 
my God. Uh, you know, USL built us a new field. Last year, because their actual field, like, flooded or some shit, and they needed, with their biggest crowd, 10,000 people, they played at Legion Field, but it's literally the only fucking time they played at the stadium wow, they're named God. after. So okay. they have <laughs> Tom Lisinski in the chat says, Legion Field is a dump. Oh, careful. Don't take photos behind Legion Field, you know? <laughs> It might set off some Twitter wars. Um, Alan Jacobson said one of their nicknames is the Hammers, and that's true. But the one that I heard that I thought was really clever was the Three Sparks, because they have the three little stars in their logo. Oh, I have not heard of that. However, I thought the Hammers, not only a guess isn't a nickname, but their supporters group started as a supporters group for the NPSL team who was the Birmingham throwback. Hammers. Throwback. <laughs> so, we got that out of the way. Sean, Juan Agudelo, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Juan Agudelo is, it, like, if you are if you started watching football in the last, like, five years, you probably never heard of him. Um, however... If you started watching football, say, 11 years ago in America, you would have heard a whole lot about him because he was a guy who broke out as a teenager um, and got caps for the U.S. national team and scored goals for the U.S. in, in like, World Cup qualifiers. And, and I think... Um, Which was unusual for the friendly. U.S. at the time. <laughs> like he, you know, well, I mean, you're talking about a U.S. team. Like, this is a U.S. team that had... Okay, okay. Like, go off, Sean. Let's hear it. Okay. Like, <laughs> you, this is a team that had um, Clint Dempsey on the on on the right wing and Landon Donovan on the left wing and a big hole in the striker. Um, you know, they like they tried a lot of people, Josie, whatever. Um, and Juan Agudelo was one of the guys that was in the rotation and played well. Um, he was he was and is kind of an all round forward. Um, he's a guy who can play with his back to the back to the goal. Uh, he can create shots on his own. He can dribble a little bit. He's he's a plus athlete, or he was when he was nineteen. Um, the question is, he was he's never a guy who for whom application has been like the top thing. You know, he doesn't work super hard, and he never has. Um, and so you know, at twenty nine, we don't know really why he's got the tank. Um, he did score on his debut, yeah. and he did look pretty much like Juan Agudelo. Um, um, but, you know, in the context of this, you know, you put Leo Messi on the Birmingham Legion, and he's, you know, he's going to produce some amazing moments, but he's probably not going to have, like, five assists a game because nobody's going to finish for him. <laughs> um and, you know, uh, putting Juan Agudelo in this, like, uh, uh, I'm going to point to Dion's notes here, which points out that they lost their top, like, top three scorers from last season. They did. Uh, 29 of their 50 goals from last season. Not great. Left. Not great. Left in the offseason. <laughs> so, I, you know, I got to feel like we're, we're if, if this comes good for Juan Agudelo, um, it's unlikely to come good this week, you know. Um that's not um, that's not reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, he is a guy who, if you're talking about a, a person who has played, like, in terms of like, what's the highest 
level match you've played in, and that's how we're going to decide you're the highest level person that's played, besides the people we've played in our international friendlies. You know, in terms of like somebody coming to Keyworth in a league match, Juan Agadella is the highest profile of anyone we've ever played. Um, you know, which that's just, I feel like because that's in his past. Wasn't that? I feel like that was a listener question as well, but I maybe didn't pull it. Um, someone asked like, who is like the best player that we have ever played outside of oh, exhibitions? That, it's uh, yeah, it's in your notes. Um, oh, it is. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um. Oh, yeah. Okay, Dan. Dan asked that. Is yeah, he the yeah. highest? Yeah. Is he the highest profile visiting player? Uh, yeah, probably. I think probably. Um, in a, you know, Vinny Bell. In, in terms of like a, a visiting player, yeah. Yeah. Vinny Bell. I can't. Massive. I can't think of it. Vinny Bell, massive. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny Bell, massive. In terms of, he's not. He's not as mass. Like he's not that big. No, you know? he's not. He, he's not Agudelo big. But yeah, he's, yeah. I think, okay. Well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying Juan Agudelo is not as big, like physically big as Vinny Bell. <laughs> but he's, That's not what I know, mean. <laughs> his reputation is Vinny Bell massive. No, I, okay, my hot take is that at the end of this season, Vinny Bell will have done more damage to DCFC in the last five years than Juan Agudelo has. Well, I mean, that's, that's a high yeah, like, take. Like, unless Agudelo scores like five goals. If he's hot, Friday if he night. turns, you said if he turns hot. <laughs> I mean, I have seen him score some fucking ridiculous goals, and he, like, he, I have seen him do amazing things on the pitch. Like, you know, and I'm not talking about 10 years ago, I'm talking about like three years ago. Um, and he's not 38 years old, you know, he's 29. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think that could potentially be a really good signing um, for them. If he, if it, like, but you know, it's one of those big ifs. Like, if he was coming to us, I would be super stoked because you know that Trev gets out of guys what they have. That's true. And it got it like, and what he has in him, like, what the things I've seen him do, like, he would be like an incredible addition to our roster. But if you're Birmingham, like. Are they going to get the best out of him, or is he just going to kind of coast? You know, is he going to be like, "Yo, I'm Juan Agudelo, bitch"? Like, you know, <laughs> like training's over, I'm going home. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, that really remains to be seen. And um, I put this, I put this in the show notes, but like, they do, they they need a guy like him, and they need a guy like him to step it up, because what I saw of them in that in that Hartford match was that. You know, they have good strikers, but they just didn't perform. They were not, they did not look as good as they should be on paper um, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, there there was some, you know, hero moments where they, shots outside the box that, you know, six inches lower would have went in. But, you know, that's not, you can't rely on that to win games, right? So right. they were just not creating the opportunities that they really need to. Um and yeah. I think for us, uh, one thing to look out for going into this game against Birmingham is like our defense is going to need to continue to be best, one of the best in the league in order to win this game. Right. I mean, I, I, I you know, yeah. I, I'm pretty confident going into this game, honestly, based upon what I saw, you know, um, 
I've, I've really I've only watched the, I've watched all their highlights and I've just watched the one match, yeah. the re- most recent match. And you know, like Agadella's goal came off of a kind of a broken play, a, a turnover really, really deep, where they were able to just kind of qu- quickly convert it, you know, get the ball back into the box, and he, yeah. he finished it. Um, and I'm trying. I don't remember what the second goal was. All, um, I remember that all the goals my, came from mistakes. Like it just yeah, wasn't... and then like and it didn't. Yeah, they, they didn't seem to know how they wanted to create chances. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like it was like one of those. You know, like one of those. You know, step one, do this. Step two, step three, step four, profit. You know, there's <laughs> like, there's step three, the question marks. Like yeah, it's like <laughs> move the ball through midfield. Uh-oh. And something happens, and then goals. Hey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jam, what else can you tell us about Birmingham? Because you threw in some deep cuts right at the beginning. I know you got more. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the good shit. Um. So I didn't get to dig too much into their owners. Okay. But I thought it was fucking cool. Um, they're owned by like a handful That's of local good. guys. Hopefully, they're not okay. pieces of shit. Um, only one of them had his own Wikipedia page, so I feel like it's not. <laughs> hey, here's the five billionaires in town. Number of Wikipedia team. pages per owner should be <laughs> a statistic on determining yeah. whether or not they're, they're a... shitheads. Yeah, they're they're. <laughs> They only have 20% Wikipedia representation. We feel like they're probably good people. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, like, I mean, again, without knowing all the inner workings, like, it's a handful of local guys, so that's kind of cool. cool. That is cool. I'm into that. Um, Yeah, like, I don't hate that. What about their supporters? What can you tell me? I I have opinions about their supporters just fucking watching that last game, but it can, what can you tell us? I watched the, the sound off, oh, so I don't really... You saved yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> they do have supporters. Their main supporters group is the Magic City Brigade. I didn't realize it was them. Okay. Oh, yeah, so okay. that is so them. Wait. <laughs> so wait, um, Birmingham they... is the Magic City? I wow. guess. What's... Let's pull up their Wikipedia page. Yikes. <laughs> so Magic City Brigade. Yeah. Um, so they did start as a supporters group for the previous, the Birmingham Hammers that were MPSL, and then their final season was in PDL. So this team put that team uh, out of business is what you're saying. Yeah, that's oh, kind of what I'm saying. Oh, no. So, well, but, like, it sounds... So, but, like... Did they overlap at all, or did this one appear the next year? I don't. I don't think there was overlap. Um, the so Legion was announced in 2017, okay. but they didn't actually play till 2019. And I think that PDL team's last season was 2018. Okay. Oh yeah. So like, kind of. Opened, I mean. But I'm gonna be honest. I didn't dig deep enough into it to find out who was involved with both. Okay. Well, I mean, it's like it, you know, like the devil's in the details it there, is. and and it really, if these, if these, yeah. you know, uh, the fact that the, the fact that the team went NPSL to within the USL ecosystem in PDL makes me wonder if these teams weren't kind of connected. If it wasn't like okay, we're not going to be the hammers on the national stage. That's not going. We we think that that branding's not going to work. Right. You know, let's we're going to rebrand and 
go again as a championship side. And I didn't find much about the previous team to know like what crossover there probably is. Right. Um, but yeah, so the supporters group started with those teams and then when this team came along, they were just like, cool, we'll support these fucking guys too. Um, per usual, it's the standard $25 paid membership gets you mm. stuff. Um, you're one of the cool kids if you pay your membership fees. Um, and their chants fucking <laughs> suck. I, yeah. <laughs> it was... But, it, it was like a. Oh, we got like, it was like I a, believe. Yeah, it was like a who's who of American soccer chants. Um, it was not great. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. So I just did quick Wikipedia dives. Uh, Birmingham Hammers have no relationship in terms of ownership to Birmingham Legion. Um, okay. No connection. I'm gonna rule it as this team put the MPSL team out of business without yeah. knowing yeah. more. It sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just the fact that, like, the fact that they went to a USL thing at the end made made it seem like, oh wait, what? Like, what's going on there? Um, but maybe they were just trying to save themselves. Like, uh, and, you know, and, like in general, in general, like Magic City Brigade was always kind of cool on social and like kind of had the mentality of more independent support. So I, you know, I don't. It didn't seem like there was too many of them there at that game. Um, sounded like there was maybe a couple dozen of them. I don't know how big they are. Jim, do you know how big they are? Yeah. So, um, I don't know numbers, but, like, realistically, I'm just thinking even look at population like a fucking state of Alabama. <laughs> like, it's not a super dense population. Yeah. Stadium holds 47,000, though. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> and they have it's football stadium. Oh, God. Yeah, it is. It's a a college yeah, stadium. University of Alabama. No way. Are no, you talking? No, it's gonna be ABU, right? So... Alabama Birmingham. They're at a different stadium because the other thing I found is they started playing in a new stadium this year. So is the new stadium uh, no, it's also protective stadium, and it's owned mm. by Birmingham Jefferson yeah. Civic Center Authority. <laughs> Yeah, so they used to play at the college stadium. Um, so they started playing in 19. They initially signed an eight-year lease with the college stadium. Oh, wow. And at the end of last year, with no warning or public explanation, the college terminated an eight-year lease. Get fucked. Wow. Um, sounds like they're dealing with a rough school board. <laughs> I wonder what that's like. Can relate. <laughs> <laughs> And, and so, fun fact, uh, the USFL also plays at that stadium. That's what I was going to say. Isn't that a USFL? Because I know Birmingham is a USFL team. Exactly. So, yeah, fun fact. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. The... We're going to get He Hate Me back? <laughs> <laughs> like all the aughts. Throwback dumbness. Um, I also have to... <laughs> yeah. I have to chime in, too, that they had a horn player... And, it, and they hogged the horn one note for like a half an hour. Off. So like a bugle? Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know what it was, but it was awful and it was really bad. And uh, I am glad that we don't have to go down there yet because I don't want to I mean, watch that game. with. I will say <laughs> that I, you know, um, <laughs> when I was around the fire, I got... They, they had a guy named Frank Cardenas who's um, 
still an active supporter and still around. Um, but he was uh, on on Twitter. I think he still might be uh, Trumpet Guapo. <laughs> uh, he plays he plays a he plays a trumpet. I like the name at the match. <laughs> yeah, he plays a trumpet at, at matches and like you know, like leads kind of songs because he you know will play the melody. I, I like a good horn. Um, trust me. I like a like, good yeah, horn. Yeah, it was. It, so so I'm I'm always kind of like. You know, oh, I've I've seen people do like no brass instruments in games, man. Like, oh, really? Like, no, don't, 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 don't start saying no, no to that. Like, don't like, keep the support. <laughs> well, like Jesus Christ, yeah. you know, like don't get, don't get. And friends are fine. Like, look, man, like, whatever you're going to say is always awful. I guarantee, if you if you like look around the world somewhere, there's somewhere where it's awesome. Yeah, you know. Um, G- G- like I, I, a lot of fine, so we're good. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of, like a lot of English people will be like, "Oh, drums!" Like motherfucker, you know. I, I think Brazilians uh, have demonstrated that they know a little something about drums and football, and maybe maybe some drums would be a good idea. England, do you want to win a World Cup again, or do you just want to keep like pretend like talking about '66? Like, um, let's move on. Let's listen. Do, do we have anything else we want to talk about Birmingham wise? Um, I got nothing else other than I think I think we're gonna win. And in fact, I'll even make a hot take. I think we're gonna win the next five USL games. Boom! Wow! Boom! Hot take. How, what will um, the... I'm gonna win three and a half. Three and a, you're gonna win three and a half of the next games. Get it? We're gonna draw one. We're gonna draw one. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take ten points. I'll take ten points out of the next five. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a good way to think of it because I mean, this is a thirty-four game season, man. It's so fun. It's so long. It's seven five. Look at all I'm saying. Seven five. All I'm saying is look at the schedule, and tell me what you think. Next five games, I think we win them. I, you know, I, I only looked at the last, the next two. But we're winning the, the next, next five. Two. We're winning the next five. I'm just saying. So, okay, so what's the what's so the I, I so we're gonna go on to the next thing because we <laughs> we're way over time. We're we're at an hour and yeah. we gotta talk about fucking open cup. So let's go. Yeah. Let's just fucking go. We got fucking okay. crew. Let's go. Fuck them. Fuck them. I mean, you know, we have we have until recently we have proudly said fuck Ohio. Now, apparently, we shamefully say fuck Ohio, but still, fuck Ohio. Um, and the crew, you know... Um, we have different this is we have a, different takes on this, Sean, so if you want to start, yeah. if you want to start. Okay. I mean, I, <laughs> I'll give people hope if you want to tear them down. I mean, well... <laughs> I mean, there are a couple of reasons to think that... Like, I'll let you handle the upside. Yeah, I'll do okay? Yeah. Listen, man. Um, the downsides are that this is a this is a roster that should challenge for MLS Cup this year, and that has challenged for MLS Cup recently, um, has won it recently, um, with largely the same roster. And you can be like, mm, MLS, but I mean, you know, at the top levels, MLS is a difficult and very talented league, and the playoffs are a crucible, and um, you know. This team, essentially, this roster with this coach has won it. So, this is a this is obviously a, an incredibly huge match. I I think the most um, 
the most difficult competitive match we've ever had at Keyworth. Um, we should be the heaviest underdogs for a competitive match that we have ever been. Um, I'm guessing, you know, four, four to one, five to one, something like that against, you know, like, because, <laughs> because not only are we, not only are we, a, a you know, a, a mid table team in the, in the division below, but also we are a notoriously thin rostered mid table team that can't afford to really like, what are we going to rotate? We're going to rest guys against Birmingham. No, we're going to run the same dudes out there on Friday night and on Tuesday night. Um, the only dudes we hope nobody gets hurt. Um, and like they, they have real talent. You know, they do. Um, they do. I was looking at that yeah. roster and I knew some names, and I don't follow yeah. MLS. <laughs> right. Um, well, like I can't remember who. Um, Solarian is rumored like he's rumored to be somebody's looking at him. Um, Someone. Like I mean, like enter maybe. Like I mean, That's somebody, someone. I'm 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 saying I'm like, like I I read a rumor where it's like you know it was one of those scouting rumor sites where it's like blah, 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 I can't remember who it was. I think it was an Italian team. For some reason, I want to say enter, but I think it's probably wrong. Um, but I mean, he's he's shopping. a difference. Interby shopping, he's a, right? Exactly. <laughs> and he's a, he's a guy. Well, you know, and they're kind of like, uh, you know, they're looking for deals, right? And they're a guy like they're looking at a guy like Zalarian and going, eh, we could maybe twelve million. You know, that's not that much money to them. And the crew were like twelve million, like oh. Um, but you know, Caleb Porter will probably like have a fucking aneurysm if they sell Zalarian without without him approving it. Yep. Um, and I mean, that's just one of the guys on the roster. They've got, they've got, you know, they've got talent in at every level and young talent coming through that is probably what we're likely to face because of the fact that they have a match on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a, that, you know, segueing into your segment of this. <laughs> How do you feel, I, folks? You feel confident going into this one? You feel good? Listen. <laughs> they're playing okay listen they're playing orlando city saturday yeah. when orlando city and i did my research folks i looked yeah. into mls stats for you the listener <laughs> <laughs> i would not do this if i didn't do this uh they're playing orlando city orlando city is number two in the league doing really well right and columbus Missed playoffs last year, uh, yeah. which they had like a lost year. A lost year, and they got Caleb Co- Caleb Porter. You know, Timbers legend won the MLS Cup with Portland. I forgot, oh seven, something like that. And sure. then uh, won with the Crew in yeah. 2020. So he won MLS Cup two years ago, Pandemic Cup, um, yep. which. You know they did win it, but it's a pandemic cup, so I'm just saying, like it's not, it's not the same, not the same. I mean, th- like I will say, okay, and like <laughs> here, you, like I, I do want to soccer nerd out a little bit here, which is Go to ahead. say that Caleb Caleb Porter has traditionally his his sort of times at a club follow this cycle where they peak kind of very quickly, 
he gets he he gets a lot out of the guys that are there, but they but he burns them out and they get tired of dealing with him and they get tired like he's very he's like one of those hyper demanding, like kind of caustic shitheads, yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Um and ben so I mean, we may, I, we may be we may be coming around right at the right time. Because I think that like last year and maybe the slow start this year where they've I mean, they've spent some money in the offseason. They're not they're not just sitting on their hands and they're kind of came slow out of the gate. They're not really tearing it up the way they expect to. Um, you know, it could be that like they like get thumped against Orlando and then and then shit the bed against us. Like I think yeah, like, dude, I think I think that we need to practice you're getting sacked in the morning, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's a good one. Uh, I I will. It's not a difficult chant, but I will learn it for you. <laughs> and Everyone, at I home. just gotta say, Sean, that Michael Kitchen is roasting you in the chat right now. Is he? <laughs> and he said, Trevor James took an NPSL City team and beat Atlas. If we lose. Yeah. It will be by a goal or on PKs. I believe we got this, especially when we sabotage them with smoke, smell, and darkness. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, like... (laughs) (laughs) I think that we need to... I think it's important, um, as people who don't want our passions to be plundered, to think clearly about what we're talking about. And so... When we faced Atlas in an exhibition um, that they expected to come out and just destroy us, and so does the and, crew, and beat them. So does the crew. Um, and you know those same the same dynamics will come into play, um, but on an even more heightened level because um, there is tremendous pressure for the crew to to beat us. They will cons- like it's not like atlas where they're kind of like eh, you know like i mean for them crashing out of the open cup at the earliest opportunity to a team that just became pro and that has spent like the the entirety of their existence saying fuck the state you're in <laughs> it would be uh, would be a suboptimal outcome um and you know th- i mean that's like look this is the scenario we hope for is that um once the match kicks off if we can prove to be more competitive than they're anticipating us being, that they will get, they'll start to take the collar real quick. Like, they'll just like, oh, God, oh, this is going to be so embarrassing. We don't, like, you know, you want all those negative thoughts to be percolating in their head. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean. It's, so my my take is that it's possible. I think yeah. I think that they are going to play a heavily rotated starting lineup and i think we need to come out of the gates early and and do do it in the right thank you jam (laughs) is that i think we need to come out of the gates strong and put some up on the rotated squad and then when the starters come in in the second half I think that our defense again is going to need to be the heroes. Yeah. I mean, if we can get if we can get the goal, you know, I mean, it's a cup match. It's yeah. like that's 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 the, it. That's the scenario. That's get the goal, and then like anything our can happen. Is, our defense has shown that they are really good at not just holding teams off from scoring, but also 
um, draining the clock and like all of that stuff would come out, you know, um, where, you know, Devin's going to take the free kick and then he real like off after the offside and then he realizes after sizing it up that really this is probably more Nate style. So he's going to leave it for Nate and Nate's going to go, okay, oh gosh, yeah, oh, I, for, I, did, I forgot, you're going to want me to do that. Okay, <laughs> he's going to slowly walk over there, s- survey where he might kick the ball. The official now, it's like been like 45 seconds and the official's like, come on, what the fuck? And Nate's like, oh, okay, geez, you know, I'm sorry, sir. The dark arts. Um, <laughs> shout, like... shout out to last week's episode. <laughs> the dark arts. Um... The dark, yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to see that happen. However... And this is something I said to you in the pre-match. You did. Uh, or the, pre- the pre-talk. Yeah, pre-show. I, given the state of our roster and the fact that we really have 15 footballers, um, I think that a long run in the Open Cup could potentially be a disastrous outcome for us. And that it could be the hurdle that sends us just tumbling end, end over end because, like fixture congestion is something you just is a is a health problem you can't plan around you have to there's 11 guys are going to have to go 90 minutes and then 11 guys are going to have to go 90 minutes and then every time you stick one of those matches in midweek though all three of those matches become increasingly heightened um risks for for injuries jim as players start to incur deep muscle fatigue that you can't just you can't just recover from, um, and we play a demanding system. Like you know, our midfielders are going to need time, um, and you know, I just can't see any way that Brad can play the way he plays and like live through the season if he's trying to play ninety minutes every match. And we're playing midweek matches very often, um, so I mean. I don't. I don't want to hate on anyone's dreams, and I. I think it is absolutely true that we should always want to win every match. Um, but if the crew come and beat us three-one, and it's a bummer, like I think there's lots of reasons to say, okay, that that that's going to be all right. We'll have to you make know? our presence known in other ways. Right. <laughs> Jam, I. I think you were uh, saying something in that, but I. You didn't come through. What were you going to say? I fucking hate the Open Cup. <laughs> why? Like, why do you hate the Open Cup? <laughs> okay, so many. I gave one all the shit that Sean yeah. just talked about. Like, to me, the season is more fucking important than this stupid ass Open Cup. That's fair. Like, I just I don't want anybody to get hurt. I want to do, like, I care more about where we're at in the league than the fucking Open Cup. And, like, I know people will agree with me. Like, the Open Cup itself is not what it used to be. Like, it's turned into this shitty thing where lower-level clubs who used to be able to, like, plow through this thing and, you know, not have to travel far and be able to afford shit and not have to pay all these ridiculous fees, like... It used to be a fun thing to watch to say, like, let's see how far this fucking semi-pro team from Colorado goes. And now it's just the same U.S. soccer bullshit. Like, the fees are ridiculous. People can't fucking afford it. I mean, how many times in the last few years have we seen NPSL teams have to start GoFundMes so that they can afford a fucking bus? 
It's stupid. I don't disagree with any of that. But yeah, I, but I also feel like DCFC in the CONCACAF Champions League. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, that's fucking cool. Like, and we could use that 300 grand. Like, that's cool, too. It it, I mean, I know how unrealistic also, it is. We have to have players on our fucking team. I know how unrealistic it is. Yeah, I mean, if, if there were, like, honestly... Um, if this were like, like, if this were like the FA cup and you're talking about the kind of money you can make in an FA cup tie, you know, I would be like, okay, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to kind of just go for it because, because, you know, if you get an away day draw with a big team, you're getting half the ticket income, you know, you go to the theater of dreams and you make like, you get like a $3 million check for getting crushed by man United. Cool. I mean, you know, you just paid for our whole year. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like you know, but there's nothing like that in the Open Cup. I mean, the 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 prize money is for per round is just insulting. It doesn't even cover your travel. Um, and and yeah, there like U.S. soccer has wiped its ass with this competition repeatedly. Um, that when they were sitting on a mammoth mammoth treasure chest of money several years ago. None of it went to the Open Cup. None of it went to making this more inclusive and more representative and trying to handle the, like doing all the things they could do and the, uh, all the things that are proven to work in other soccer countries to to make the cup competition like a way to kind of interleave all the soccer teams in the, in the nation together into one big tournament. Like that that's the whole idea. Um, and they... Right, like it could be right. so awesome. It could be... The most fun anybody has right. all year. I mean, you know, and I mean, there's a reason the FA Cup is still kind of a big deal in England because it really is still kind of that way. Like, you know, like, you, I mean, yeah. these teams with that play in front of 50 people um, in Lee in the eighth division are, you know, play in the preliminary rounds. And if they win, win a few matches, like, you know, they're in the draw. Okay. I'm um, putting you, okay, chat's going off. <laughs> um, I'm putting you both on the spot. Because there was a question, and I and I love it. Uh, my and it was Michael Kitchen. Michael Kitchen said, "At the end of the season, which would you rather celebrate: winning the USL Championship or the US Open Cup?" Sean, go. Think, Two minutes. <laughs> um. Mm. Mm. It's a good question. Jam, right, go, two I have minutes. answers. So, yeah. Fuck it. I don't even need two minutes. Have you met me? Like, yeah. So, realistically, the fucking Open Cup would be way more exciting to celebrate. Like, we smashed all these teams. That's great. But realistically, the USL championship is more likely. True, but that wasn't the question. The question yeah, was, I, which would you rather win? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, the question. you know, like, I think that it is. I would rather celebrate the Open Cup, even okay, though it fucking John. sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, mm. <laughs> I, I don't. Okay, I, I have a hard time imagining a scenario where we could win the Open Cup and it wouldn't be disastrous to us. Okay? I'm just telling you. Like, 
like adding another eight matches to our season or whatever. There's six like matches. Four. It's, like, there's like four more after this one. It's like not that many. When are we going to play them? Tuesdays. Like, we're going to play them on Tuesdays. <laughs> right. Like, With what players? Like, uh, like, I'm just saying, like, man, I don't see how we win four matches against increasingly difficult competition. Um, That's why I want to win it. Uh, <laughs> because like, of the unlikeliest well, of scenarios that we do. It, I mean, like, imagine how insufferable we would be. Right. Well, I, you know, the other thing about the Open Cup is, is it's not like it doesn't have the cachet that it should, I think. It doesn't. Um, no, you're right. Now, now I would say that I think that us winning the Open Cup would be great for the Open Cup. <laughs> U.S. soccer doesn't want that. Well, no, but I mean, I, I like really, if you're talking about like, like getting people to pay attention to the Open Cup and really focus on it and like g- having having us, specifically us, not just, you know, just doing this the team. whole way, just fucking middle fingering our way up. Right, exactly. <laughs> just like smoke everywhere. Like, I mean, you know what? We we would probably see a lot more. Uh, you know, I mean, so in that scenario, I think that it would be it would be awesome. However, um, it, like unless we just unless we're about to announce like four more guys, um, I just really oh man, uh, I'm so nervous every match right now. Um, so I mean, I I, I think that. I would rather, like, if I'm picking just blind, which would feel better, maybe the Open Cup, just because you're vanquishing everyone. Yeah. And you really can be like, middle fingers up, maybe we're the fucking champions of all you bitches. <laughs> um, but, like, in, in terms of, like, you know, building a, a soccer, like, project winning the league is much more important of course Uh, of course this is for shits and gigs this is shits and gigs this is shits and gigs kind of so bring to to bring it back around more seriously uh give people a little more hope and feel free to crush their dreams after i i give them hope sean but no no. No. i'm not trying to crush i know i know i'm just just giving you a hard time giving you a hard time I, you are know. <laughs> not actually yeah. crushing hopes and dreams. I'm just, I'm, I'm talking shit to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so one thing I've seen, and f- fence line people take note. Crew fans don't have a lot of faith in their fullbacks right now, and yeah. um, that is probably their weakest area. And I think their fullbacks are a bunch of young guys that are right. pretty inexperienced. So with that being said, if if you're on the fence line, take note of of use the guard book and find out what their names are because those are going to be the guys that you want to get in their heads and take them out of the game. You want, you know, you want to give us an advantage? There's there's at least two players that are going to be on the fullbacks that we should be able at minimum to get into their head. So, and I mean, like the goal is not necessarily to make you like, you're not trying to make a guy cry. No, just fucking distract him. Yeah. What you're trying to do is just getting, get him to look at you. Yeah. Acknowledge. That's, that's all it is. (laughs) Like, yes. Like all you're trying to like do is just shave their concentration down 5% because that's where we're going to beat them anyway. You know, our guys are better at the mental game. And if we can, if we can like, shake up their little, their mental snowball a little bit. Um, yeah. 
Tell them their shoes are untied. It works. Uh, One of my favorite ones, and feel free to use this because it's fucking hilarious, is Mackie would always yell, Hey, you dropped your pocket! (laughs) What? (laughs) And it has worked. I've seen it work. Jackie Jackie got her shoes untied. One once two. Um, I forgot who that was against, but that was good. What was that? Do you remember who that was, Jim? I don't remember who it was, but I was standing right there, and like she said it, and he looked, <laughs> and then back over her shoulder, and it's just like bad, grinned dude. at it. It's, it's, it's like she wasn't even mad. He was just like this bitch God. got me. <laughs> Chad in the chat said. Better hope nobody has their shirt tucked in. <laughs> like, okay, let me just say that I'm looking at the MLS website right now, and it's fucking win loss tie. Of course it is. Of course it, it's U.S. soccer, baby. You're gonna have an aneurysm over here. <laughs> a stroke. And yeah, Jam. If you, for for the, the the watchers with their ears, Jam just pointed at her sign where it says "fuck USSF" because that's what you know. That I wouldn't be surprised if like the federation tells leagues that's how they're supposed to do it. Like if that's like a mm. guideline, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, somebody produced a style guide we, somewhere along we, the line and they copied the AP NFL style guide. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do Jam, do you know anything about crew supporters? I'm gonna keep, try to keep us slightly on topic here. Uh do I know anything about crew supporters? Cool. Yeah, they're nope. called uh they're uh, didn't that one girl cry on TV did, that yeah, one time? The MLS Cup final, she did, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Against okay, Portland, I believe. Yeah. Uh, what I know about um, Yeah, so uh, I do know that they're trying to get a bus. I do know that there's probably at least 150 of them coming away. And yeah. you're going to say 250. I, I know there's a lot of local crew fans. Um, yeah, like this is going to be yeah. – this is it, folks. This is it. Yeah, that's like you know, uh, I I hope we can pack this stadium. You know, I want to see like a like the Nisa final. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hope so. I like we we. Uh, this is it. I like I can't stress enough that this is it. And I want to see a fucking shirtless bro party <laughs> in the stands. I mean, it's you know, it's finally going to be over forty degrees. Yeah, so we had a couple questions. Uh, Dennis, we kind of answered this. Where do you rank Columbus game as regards to importance in city history? Um, he had it at the top five, not number one. Um, and you mentioned some of the other games he put in his top five. Uh, for me, number one. Sean, what are you? Mm, I don't think it was as important like in terms of our long-term whatever as like St. Pauli, but it, as a competitive match, this is the most important one. Okay, yeah, fair. So far. Jam? Yeah, same. I would put it top three overall, but I think, um, like, worldwide, St. Pauli, obviously, and beating fucking Atlas, like, not competitive matches, but, like, all three of those sort of swirl around for me as, like, these are the three big ones. Fair. Yeah, okay. Good. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. I think it's Strozer. Uh, on Twitter, and I, I this morning uh, tweeted um, 
hosts are going to weigh in on whether the crew was worth saving. Um, my, <laughs> I, oh, I don't them. think so because it's like it's like trying to save a Walmart, I guess. Like, I, no, like whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, like the people being fucked over by MLS, um, like the local supporters of Columbus Crew, they'd never had any other option. Like, the Columbus crew came in there on day one of MLS. Nobody knew what the fuck they were, and these people have supported the crew. So, like, they really did get fucked over. Oh, yeah. I didn't say they did. You know. I just said they're not uh, worth saving. um, (laughs) Now, so, I mean, you know, they wanted to, like, they they create, like, I didn't get this whole, yeah, I don't don't get trying to guilt. It's like trying to guilt Facebook, you know. (laughs) Like, Facebook don't care. Um, And... (laughs) Like, I think that's how you that's how we need to think of MLS is like one of these kind of faceless, modern, um, proto feudal corporations. Um, yeah. that, like they answer to nobody. They, you know, just, rules. Yeah, they probably got some, but they're not telling you. Fuck off. <laughs> um, you know, like and uh, yeah, I jam was was jam I, <laughs> was, was, yeah. was the crew worth saving. No. <laughs> there. <laughs> Boom. I mean, look, I, I feel like it would it would would it have massively been better for them to start a Phoenix club of their own and try to like go through the, the independent club infrastructure? Yes. But I think then they wind up in USL with us because we've seen where the independent club infrastructure yeah. is in the United States. True. It's fucked. True. It's a grifter's yeah, paradise yeah. of people like just stealing from you left and right, stealing our IP, straight stealing our money. Fuck this. Yeah. Like, no, you know, whoa, we need to just Again? like, we just need to. Sean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, but I mean. I, I got to say that Strouser's take might be my favorite out of all of this. And it's, okay. uh, yes, the crew were worth saving so we could beat them. And. All right. I think that's a good, Okay. I, listen, yeah, exactly. I think that's a good way to end the crew segment. <laughs> So we out. <laughs> so lastly, um, any other? Like, we had a couple. I mentioned Jackie's uh, thing about the veteran Detroit City and how USL is rewriting history per usual. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah. I did want to get to Garrett's question, which was of the squad members who are returnees from last season. Okay. Who do you see as the one that's adapted to the new league? And jump in quality of play the most. Um, and then he um, adds, he yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the guys that came back. So you're talking Nate, Steve, Matt, um, Maxi, Maxi, Connor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And uh, it's got to be Pato for me. That um, that was Garrett's as well. Yeah. Like I mean. Like Maxi adjusting to this level is no surprise because he he was a pretty good championship player before, you know. Um, so I kind of expected that from him. Um, but Pato, I really, you know, I think we, everybody had kind of questions about like when they signed him, it was kind of like, okay, let's see, you know. Um, but it turns out that the things he did in Nisa, he does just as well against much better defenders in usl um it's like his, his skill set just doesn't degrade as the as the play gets higher you know 
he's doing the, he plays exactly the same <laughs> like except the def- like it's like the defenders last year were too shitty for him to abuse or something i don't know um like uh, you know he does look really good uh, maxi looks great um you know i mean really every, everybody's yeah. that we've brought yeah. forward has played well jam I was going to say Pato or Stevie, like... Stevie? Stevie's not a super fucking flashy guy, but, like, he's doing the same thing that he always does, and Stevie it works. had a slow start for me. He's not seen him at this level yeah. before, so it's hard to... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You know, he's not played is... at this level. Yeah, um, that's true. I, 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 like you, so, like Dion was saying... He's right. Up. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, some of these other guys we've already seen at this level, so we know they're capable. But I think with him, I'm not even really surprised. But I'm happy to see that, yeah, like, it's not anything wild, but, like, he's adjusted. He's doing the same thing he always does in a new mm-hmm. league. That that was my take from Garrett's question, was um, the players have always played at this level and we knew that they could compete here. And so the last four weeks, five weeks has been us just proving that what we already knew that they were at this level. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that they stepped it up. I think they're just doing what they've been doing. And yeah, (laughs) well, I think we, like we said about a year ago, as we were starting to really plow through Nisa, that, that, uh, you know, it looked like USL championship defense, like Trevor had built a USL championship defense. And then, you know, and it seems like that was true. You know, I mean, swapped one guy in that guy is Devin. He's fucking amazing. And we just rolling right on. Like it's it's stupid how good he is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, it's another example of how broken the system is that a guy like Devin can just fall through the cracks and end up at like a shit show team like Michigan stars. Right. And right. Okay. It's unbelievable. Um, He's so good. Yeah. Any final thoughts as we come up on an hour and 45 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh, Not like the other podcast. We're all um, doing it long now these days. Yeah. <laughs> our new thing. It's fine. Settle in. Uh, any, any last thoughts, Jam? Um, no, I'm super fucking stoked for a Friday night match. Like, that's fun. Yeah. Four o'clock matches are cool because I can go to bed yeah. early. <laughs> or come home and watch the games. Right. It feels different yeah. at night. Yeah, it feels like like a, a big a bigger deal. Yeah. And yeah, that's I mean, we kind of talked about that the last episode, too, where it's like a lot of people were saying um, after that Open Cup match against Stars, like it felt like Keyworth again. Um, and yeah, it's well, <laughs> under the lights, right? <laughs> yeah. Over the top. So um, like those nighttime matches so good. Sean, so any good. last thoughts? I mean, besides fuck Ohio? No, I mean, that's my final thought. Yeah. <laughs> I go to bed thinking that. Uh, um, you know, I, I I am more and more convinced because, like, no, nobody will talk to me directly about this, but I'm more and more convinced that we are really in financial dire straits um, and that that is, we are trying to, to like, tiptoe through that. Um, 
uh, right now. And, um, you know, we, like, this is a, this is fraught. Um, and it's like a house of cards that really a, a stiff breeze could make this whole season like a, a death march. Okay. <laughs> so, like, while we remain hopeful, let's also, like, remember that, like, Doom is always being guys are right people. there. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's there's something something big, and if we turn and look at it, it'll get us. So we can't turn and look at yeah. it. But you can hear it breathing, and you can feel its breath in your neck the whole time. <sighs> Don't know what it is. Can't look. Okay? And that's what we're up against this year, is, like, we just have to kind of keep going and hope it goes well and not look back. Um, but you know it's fraught and don't don't kid yourself about like how all-conquering we are necessarily going to be um <laughs> it is if a, it turns it's, out it's a miracle like, that we're at where we're if at it, yeah if it turns out we are all-conquering we can be insufferable um you know um but I mean, if it turns if it turns out that we're not, it's not because like we were betrayed, you know. I'm gonna be insufferable either way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, just plan. Yeah, just yeah. plan for like a durable insufferability. I, I've lived yeah. through even years. I've 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 lost to Erie. I've been knocked out by Vinnie Bell. <laughs> there is nothing. Mm. That my insufferability can't handle. <laughs> so, with that, we're we're at we're at the final words, right? You gonna do it on yep. three? We're gonna do it on three. Yeah, let's do it on three. I'm gonna do it on three or after three. Fuck Ohio. One, two, three, go. Oh, what, what? <laughs> I wasn't ready. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Same <laughs> time, Ohio. same place next week. Fuck Ohio. Fuck Ohio. And hopefully, Fuck Ohio. hopefully next week we can start Fuck the episode by saying fucked Ohio. Yeah. Eat shit, Ohio. Peace. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs>